I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Castology. Welcome to Castology, the loosest podcast recommending podcast on planet earth i don't think we're the loosest yeah, i've heard are. some other loose ones there are <laughs> some pretty loose ones out there <laughs> Shit. we're actually the most professional of the loose ones oh okay well it still feels pretty good we're we're close to the mean of the spectrum i would say yeah, yeah. Like, yeah i love being mean anyway i'm nick leaker <laughs> one of your co-hosts across uh, from, to my left she's not even across from me like who fucking knows anymore we're in the new studio and we degrees. don't know where we are anymore i'm liz best <laughs> and i'm zancy weber and we're here to talk podcasts Yep. I love podcasts. You sounded either confused or annoyed about that mm. last He word. aggressively loves podcasts. Yeah, honestly, aggressively loving podcasts at the moment, even though sometimes they're, you know, causing traumas and digging up things from past life, but that doesn't matter. Anyway, um, we're here to recommend some shows. Do you want to... Are you okay? Do you need to talk about something? <laughs> well, we were talking about our own Dead Eyes. <laughs> we're, talking, we're talking about our own Dead Eyes podcast. Let me start oh, with... Oh, God. I'm not going to do that. Um, we have a theme this week for our recommendations. Yes. And it's kind of neat. It's actually a daily podcast theme. Sounds like a lot of work. Well, not really. <laughs> Daily like, podcasts are a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, but you, you know, the it's ones, a lot that, of work the ones that you're listening. recommending obviously are not work. Right? Oh no no! To produce to the produce. Daily. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, like as a, a podcaster, I'm like I can barely get a weekly one out, let alone two weekly ones yeah. out that I have to do, let alone a daily, daily podcast. One. Yeah, as someone <gasps> who's currently achieving a daily podcast, a lot of work. <laughs> What's your daily podcast? Give it a uh, shout out. Everything. Uh, an assembly of oh, grandiose yeah, and bombastic grandiloquence. Say that Great. two times. <laughs> an assemblage of grandiose and bombastic grandiloquence. An assemblage of grandiose and bombastic grandiloquence. Fuck. Shit. I'm that's very impressive. well spoken. <laughs> and that's why he has that podcast. Yes. It's a word podcast about words. And so the daily podcast recommendation for Zane is... Not uh, that. Not that, The actually. story of the day from NPR. You thought we weren't starting, but now we are. Yes, we are. Uh, yeah, so the story of the day from NPR is basically just NPR's approach to current affairs. It's not necessarily something that is happening that day, but this is a short snippet, usually between five and ten minutes, or five and fifteen minutes perhaps, um, of a news story that NPR thinks is worthy of getting the, the spotlight that day. At the moment, it's a lot of... COVID stuff yeah, of course. and Trump stuff <laughs> um, because that is all that is That's in the all news. That's all anybody's it talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. As someone who works in media communications, getting any kind of story up in the media is really hard if it doesn't have something to do with COVID at the moment. Yeah. yeah. And it is, and I mean, but what they, they do have quality stuff. They had an analysis of, of Trump's speech in the Rose Garden where he said Which that one? like, the, the one where he said, um, 
that, oh, yeah, sure, black people are dying at police hands, but white people are too. Oh, In fact, more white people than black people. I'm Percentages, like, bitches! But, but also, also, are you bragging that police are killing lots of people? <laughs> oh, yeah, there's yeah. that too. <laughs> what is the point? What? Yeah, so th- it's, it's topical. Do they it's discuss... Yep. Person, woman, man, camera, TV. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> um, Who brags about acing a test that only people with dementia can fail? <laughs> someone who Sorry. probably who has, has dementia. dementia. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, like, or someone who fears having dementia or someone who's been accused of having dementia for You're a genius. Good reason. How did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. I think our views on Trump are both valid and well known. Uh, story of the day. It, it talks. It goes into things like when it talks about COVID, it talks about herd immunity um, and where governments decided to either lean into herd immunity or try to avoid it. Herd immunity is not just like when everyone is safe from COVID. Herd immunity is when enough people have had COVID and died that the herd Survival is now of immune. The yes. Yeah. Uh, so it went through like countries that have said, okay, yeah, we'll go for herd immunity. Um, but their populaces, this was, I believe it was either Switzerland. I think it was Switzerland. One of the Nordic countries yeah. said, we'll go for herd immunity oh, and see Sweden, what happens. I think it it was. might have been Sweden. Sweden, yeah. Uh, But the populace was well-educated enough that they stayed home. And they were like, okay, no, we don't want to be part of that. (laughs) Can't we have those people here? I'm tired of Karens from Bunnings's. (laughs) Don't even start me with the fucking Bunnings Karens. Anyway. Yeah, so I I really enjoy this podcast. I've subscribed to it for a while. Um, Yeah, it's, I mean, NPR is pretty... Consistent? Pretty classic. Yeah, of course. They they, they, they are a standard that you can go for. Um, Yeah, and I have had no issues with this. And it is interesting, even if you've heard about these things from other sources, their approach is still uh, interesting and very, very uh, apt. Yeah. Rad. Amazing. All right, Liz, what's yours? The Squiz. So The Squiz is, I tried to think of a podcast that I listen to that's daily that isn't news, and I don't have one. Um, But I like The Squiz because of a number of factors. So it's a short eight to ten minute podcast that goes through the top stories of of the news that you need to hear. It's originally geared towards women but uh, and has two female hosts, but anyone can listen to it because it's news. Um, What I love about it, so it's published each weekday, only weekdays at 6 a.m., um, and you can just listen to it on your commute, I guess, if anyone yeah, has yeah. one anymore after COVID. <laughs> on your pretend um, commute, yeah. from but- the bed to the desk. <laughs> <laughs> so basically um, fact-filled headlines, enough information so that you can make conversation about the day's news. They also have Squiz Kids, which I really like, so that Cute. you can also put that on in the car. It's aimed towards 8 to 12-year-olds um, and it kind of gives a behind the newsy kind of spin on the headlines that are child appropriate and occasionally a couple of, you know, puppy stories and, and That is adorable. Fuck yeah. Yeah, like it's it's kids need to know news too because how how do they understand what's going on in the world? But it Absolutely. softens it in a way that they mm. can um, digest it. So that drops at seven AM each weekday. Um, and the other great thing about the Squiz is that they have a weekday newsletter that goes into slightly a bit more detail of any of the um, news stories that they cover. And they also have an amazing community on Facebook that not only chats news and stuff, but like has been known to help people out. Like someone's like, I lost my wallet on this day at this place. Has anyone found it? And the Squiz community manages to find it. Like wow, it's, yeah. it's a really good little community. And the best part is that they managed um, 
to do all this um, through natural growth. They've never advertised. It's all word of mouth. Mm. Um, and they've, uh, the one of the hosts has spoken at a um, seminar that uh, – this was actually recommended to me by a colleague, Jack. Hi, Jack. Um, and the uh, one of the hosts spoke um, about podcast growth and whatnot at a seminar that she went to, and that's how she got on it. And, yeah, it's, it's just great. A lot of different mediums depending on how you like to consume your news and how much you want. Awesome. Plus yeah. kids. I love that yeah, they I love the idea of the having the daily kids news. That's a yeah. really that's a really good kind of swing yeah. to it because like even I would want to listen to that just because it's like, oh yay, I get to so listen to. So you listen to, to the adult one yeah. and then you hear the kids yeah. one and you get a puppy story at the end of it. Because yeah. <laughs> I didn't know there was a kids one. Because full disclosure, they uh, Spotify actually implants this onto your daily drive like playlist. Yeah. So it comes up, I think, first or second in your run because it does music uh, like a short podcast. Are they owned and then by Spotify? They're now? not. Um, I don't believe so. I do know that in one of the episodes they gave a shout out to Spotify for adding them to oh, the cool. daily drive. Yeah, so yeah. I assume they're not owned by I think they they're might actually, just be popular. I think they're owned yeah, by Spotify users. I think they're owned by I don't want to do an ad, but I think they're owned by Boopa. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. I think they're owned by Boopa. That's fair. That's surprising. Yeah, which is like why their logo is super blue, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's Boopa Blue. It actually kind of looks like a Boopa. Um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's who owns them, but it has nothing to do with Boopa. It's just a show sponsor, I guess. Cool. I mean, yeah, honestly, like if, if companies are going to produce actually good content, regardless of mm. who they are as a company, I'm not going to hold that against yeah, them. Yeah, hell no. Yeah. 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 So Please, the, yeah, do that more. Yeah. The squeeze. I pay us to do something. <laughs> I, look, they'll do a daily show. Pay good people to create good, good content, content yeah. regardless of whether I'm and involved. again, <laughs> it works because this podcast has a huge following and a huge community yeah. and it's all been through word of mouth and good content. Yeah. That's all it is, baby. That shit works. What a combo. Anyway, my recommendation is the New York Times The Daily, hosted by Michael Barbaro. Mm, Michael Barbaro. Yep. I'm Michael Barbaro and this... Is the daily? That's what you'll hear every okay, single cool. time you listen to this show. I love Michael's voice; he is amazing. Um, this is oh, okay. what's the giggling right, about? Do you hate it? Is it one of those Zane hates the voices? Do you hate his oh, voice? I don't, I don't hate his voice, oh, but he right. has a very distinct delivery yeah. that does get on my nerves. Cool. Yes. We'll talk about there's, it next there's week. A couple, yeah. There's a couple of ticks. Anyway, um, this is again similar to you guys. Like it does. It's very. It's very American slanted. Obviously, um, it's the current sort of. Sway of, of news on it is COVID, um, a lot of protest stuff, but does a really good job of kind of diving into the whys and whatnots of what's going on. So there's an episode on what's going on in Portland. I didn't know what that was going, oh, what the fuck was going on. That shit is bad. And yeah, and so I listened to it, and that to me helps contextualize a lot of what's going on in the world. Um, mm. There's an interesting one about the baseball as well because there's a complete fuck up in the major ba- uh, major league baseball um, just yesterday. We won't go into that, but this whole show does pull a lot from the New York Times headlines and gets the journalists involved but also does a lot of investigative reporting so um, there a lot of their shows there's a couple of shows that have been born out of it so The Jungle Prince was one that was born out of this um, which they ended up I think it was born. It's born out of like a particular story here, and then they made it into like the, the mini series that we know as um, the Jungle Prince. Hmm. Um, and it's been going for ages. And th- this is this was my first daily podcast. I was like, oh, daily podcast feels like a bit much. But this is the one that I always found myself coming back to, thanks to like Michael Barbaro. But also, they do a really good job of just covering the big story for the day, at least anyway. Um, and it's not just about politics and COVID, but unfortunately, that's the state of things. <laughs> yeah, that, those are the that's news. The that's news. it. That's the news. That's that's <laughs> like that's it. Try that's and it. think of a news story that's not COVID or yep. politics right now. Yeah, exactly. You'd, you'd have to think about it for at least three seconds. Yeah, and frankly, it's get worse. if 
the BLM protests weren't happening, if COVID wasn't happening, all we would be hearing about is the American election. Yes. yes. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> the, I'm kind of glad we're not. Yeah. I just... It's like, I yeah, and I was going to say, like, it's only going to get worse once it's we start bad, getting guys. towards November. Anyway, besides the point. So, yeah, uh, New York Times, The Daily, Michael Barbaro, um, Zane hates him. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't hate we him. We will talk about it next yeah, week. He just speaks in a very distinctive way that frustrates me. <laughs> That's great. Next week. <laughs> anyway, so the Daily New York Times. Anyway, we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back with our recommendations from last week. Reviews from last week, but, yeah. you know, they're the same. So same reviews sort of, of the recommendations for last week. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Let's take a break. Welcome back. We're still here. Are you still here? Oh, me? Oh, shit. Are you? I was like looking insane, just like waiting for her. I was like, are you Zane? And then I no. realised that I am are not you? here. You're um, the host. You know, like right now I've just got tinglys all over my body, but that's beside the point. <laughs> what? No, no, I mean tinglys, like we were saying, you know, like I'm riding a high right now, oh, not yeah, high. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm riding a bit of a high. Anyway. Nick's got a cortisol flood happening, so he's still like fight or flight yeah. right now. You can see me, I'm just like, like a skittish cat, you know, like something happens and then the cat just dashes. Anyway, we're here to discuss our recommendations and reviews from last week. So, Liz, let's start with yours. Okay, so last week I recommended Murmurs. 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 You can't really really do the murmurs that you hear because they're very distorted. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's true. But It's a very good podcast. I was going to say what it was first. You can. But I will. I'm glad you liked it. (laughs) And the reason why I whispered it, if you haven't listened along with it, is that they do all of the credits in a whispered voice. I know. ASMR. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's basically 10 episodes. There's a crack in reality and something is breaking through. Lots of different writers, creepy stories, sci-fi, go. It was very good. Mm. Very good. Again, like we are spoiled for choice. Like we are entering into a, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to go, I'm going to go on record. Zane C. Weber officially says that we are heading into a golden age of audio drama yes. in mm-hmm. podcast. Um, people are finally discovering and creating magic in this medium. Um, this is one of them. Uh, I, my only issue with it is that they is written by so many different people. Yeah, yeah. I think that if it was written by one, maybe two people in a collaboration, it would be a lot stronger. Yeah. Um, I listened to it all because Liz gave me fair warning and said you're gonna have uh, my favorite is episode nine. They recommend starting from the beginning, so start from the beginning and get to at least and like episode you don't nine. have to yeah. listen in order, but I no. feel like it you, benefits you benefit. from the growing eeriness. Yeah. 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 Um, did you like episode nine? I, I really did. liked yeah. it. Yeah, it was excellent. That was my favorite episode. I'll yeah. say my favorite episodes. When we are heard. When we are heard. Yeah. I wanted that to be the series. Yeah. I think, and I think that's that that one kind of observation that ticked off in my head is like, ah, oh, I think it's a little bit scattered in in just in its plotting, but it is. It's done very well. Um, it's very affecting. The stories are very affecting as well. Um, I also particularly liked, I think it was episode seven, The Homeless Woman. Disappearances. Mm. Yeah. That's the one with the dog. With the dog. Yeah. With the dog. It is. I was really emotionally affected by that one mm, because yeah. I, the woman who plays the homeless woman has a, has a beautiful performance. Yes. She's, yeah. she's yeah. raw and emotional and passionate um, it in all the right places. It is the strength of that performance that, yeah, that, that yeah. made that episode stick and out I, for me. Like, there's very few performances that I could fault 
in this. Like I really loved the mum and the daughter in When We Are Heard as well. Like I thought they were just very good at doing the the casual phone conversation. Yeah. Like yeah. The, yeah. it's phone phone talk is different from talking to someone in real life. Yeah. And they had the phone cadence going really yes. well, yeah. I thought. But yeah, I'm glad you liked it. I yeah. think the my gripe is mainly with I guess the through line for me is it's very it's quite scattered. It's and tenuous. Think, the through mm, line is tenuous. Yeah and I really I struggle and I don't mean this in a bad way but I struggle to just sort of go oh shit okay like like something's zigging and something's zagging and for me I like the cue was the my episode of choice but when we heard was um was excellent too I hated hated hearing the fucking telephone oh <laughs> yes over and over like yeah. that's literally just such it's such a fucking petty yeah, gripe, yeah. honestly um th- I got such creepy vibes listening to this because I listened to it in the car. I was like, I'm going to listen to it in the car. And I think, to be honest, if you're going to listen to this, it needs to be in the car because I find myself... really good Yeah, headphones. with like noise-canceling headphones and just sitting down and like taking it in. That yeah. way you can really fully sort of experience how things kind of bleed together and this sort of, I guess, universe that exists here... Uh, has some form of connection, even though mm. it's like it might it is light in parts. Um, but for me, I would love to see this in a form where it's actually a little bit more controlled by like a specific group of people. An but, overarching, yeah. 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 But One, I love the independence of it. That's the beauty of this show yeah. is that there's a lot of independent working artists on yeah. this, um, or people that have yes. got backgrounds from that. And I think that's a really wonderful engine for like this sort of storytelling. And I, one thing I did want to point out, I also love that the stories are very inclusive um, in mm. terms yes. yeah. of yeah. having LGBT. LGBTQ characters without making that any part of the story. They just happened and it was beautiful Mm. and I loved it. Yeah, like the first episode was really affecting. Like there's that that moment in the first episode where he talks about why he didn't stick up for his friend. Yeah. And I thought that I was like that. And the problem is it it didn't feel like shoehorned in just because it's like for tokenism reasons. Yeah, no, it's just just life and it's organic and I love that it wasn't drawn attention to and that you're talking to someone on the phone and she's like, yeah, I'm going on this date with this girl called Miriam and blah, blah, blah. And it had nothing to do with the the overarching theme of the story. It was just life. And it's sad that I have to point that out as being special. Yeah. Because it should be the norm. But I really like that. I will say, because yeah. these are all written by spec fiction writers. And mm-hmm. there is a huge movement in the spec fiction um, circles at the moment in going like almost 100% queer, non-binary. Yeah. Just like get, the, get those stories out there. Because a lot of spec fiction isn't gendered because it yeah. is just about the human experience. So, yeah, yeah I think, yeah, uh, like you said, like I didn't even notice. I, I just took it as part and then you, you pointed it out. I was like, oh, yeah, they were all... Yeah, like there. there was a couple <laughs> yeah. and it was only after probably about the third or fourth where there was a same-sex relationship that mm. I just was like, oh, this has been nice that it's just all so naturally there. Mm. Yeah. I um, It's really exciting listening to this, thinking of the future prospects of what this mm. sort of audio drama... It got me inspired to write some stuff. A and I also too. need to know yeah. more about some of the stories and where they go and I know I'm never going to get that because they're, they're done. <laughs> and that's, that, that's again part of the thing, like I wish it was more structured so that we could follow some of those threads yeah. to their end rather than yeah. just like, yeah, this is a great this is a great first season. Yeah. And I would like to like take a spin off or yeah, or explore yeah. it further. Yeah. 
I got, cool. the, I got the same vibe as well. Like afterwards, I was just like, I want to try and do this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I want to try and make something, even if it's contributing to an overall product. That to me, I'm like, if if this can happen, then anything can and happen. And they're all under half an hour. Yeah. So yes, it's, very easy. It's, yeah. it's short stories that yeah. just so many ideas in one short story. Mm, it's anyway. great. Great. Okay. I'm glad you liked it. I was quite taken to, as I explained. Yeah. Amazing. Cool. I know we're going to go and move on to what my recommendation was, which I know you guys took to um, so um, willingly. Zane is so happy. I uh, was beyond the grid. Um, I'm happy, Nick. This, this, that's that the emotion that I'm feeling. I'm no. moving my chair away from the table because I'm a bit scared. It's I'll let fine. You guys have at it. <laughs> it's a fine podcast. Um, yeah. So beyond the grid. Sorry. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Uh, basically, um, Formula One I do the podcast where they interview drivers, ex-drivers, talk about the history of the motorsport. Um, pretty simple sort of stuff. I did recommend episodes which were a little bit more accessible. So Danny Ricardo's and Elaine Prost's episodes. What did you guys think? If it's- you like motorsports, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this has great access to people. This has good interviewing techniques, um, engaging stories. If you are not into motorsports, you will not like this podcast. It will mean nothing. And I also think there was a lot of assumed knowledge. um, Like when, because I specifically asked Nick for an episode that he thought was a good episode so that I could give it going completely Mm. with an open mind. And I really did. Um, And I did end up Googling a few things afterwards because there's a lot of assumed knowledge of of stuff that has happened in the motorsport world that they discuss, but they don't go back to basics. So this obviously isn't for people who Mm. aren't already familiar with the people and the sports. But in terms of, in terms of filling a gap in a niche podcast world and having access to the very best people, it's yeah. very good. I just don't give a shit about motorsport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing but I liked I tried about to, this, I tried to, yeah. you know, do the it. The thing properly. I liked about this podcast is that it is it's the production values are huge, mm. and you can tell that there is money and there's thought going into this. And I and I think we will start seeing more of this. Um, big industry adopting podcasts as a communication medium to their fans. Well, absolutely, yeah. because yeah. it's a way to control the message without looking like you're controlling the message. Mm. Yeah, and also it's really personal. Like you're yeah. getting to know these drivers yeah. and these people in the industry very personally. And it doesn't feel like a personal press release. It feels and it doesn't, like it's... And it's not them sitting up in front of a panel of... No. no. It's yeah. them talking to an interviewer. So yeah. I think this, this is, I think, again, this is this is really good example of what podcasting can be for industry um yeah it's it's well produced it's just like i didn't understand a lot of what they were saying and it's cars i whatever but Um, i mean that's the thing yeah like i've just got you listening to an f1 show and it made me feel good but (laughs) i I do agree with you i think that there's an untapped storytelling market there where they could be telling all of these legendary stories that you can read on wikipedia you can hear here and there but like really in-depth storytelling that would I think grow more interest in the history of the sport and people attaching themselves. And I think Nick is. I think what you're doing is you're pitching a podcast. Honestly, I would probably <laughs> give it a well, go. This is the thing. We'll like we'll I, I, you know, I hate sports podcasts, mm. but I got into Sonic Boom mm. and I got into like I like the stories behind it and hearing them. It'd be really nice if they had like a, a narrative podcast with the interviews at the end as a you know extra bonus like i'd mm. listen to the some of the stories that yeah. he was telling were was danny ricardo danny ricardo did i get that name yeah. right yes is it pronounced ricardo it's it's spelled like ricciardo yeah isn't it? so it's danny ricardo but I, some of i think some of the commentators like usually it just depends on who's speaking right. most of the time it's just ricardo because it's ricciardo, easy mate. It's, it, it's spelled like ricciardo yeah. ricciardo. Ricciardo. ricciardo yeah but australians don't say that no. he's an aussie so 
But yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> he's got really good, interesting stories to tell if you like motorsports. Yeah, but if you like motorsports, this is... It is. Yeah, it's, absolutely. it's great. I think that the level of access being a professional F1 podcast is going to be huge. So you will yeah. hear from all the people that you watch and yeah. that is a big draw card. Mm. I mean, that was the thing, like F1, I think they realised that their sport wasn't accessing mm. a, a greater community and so they started exploring these things so making the podcast and doing Netflix and doing other sort of bits and pieces like expanding their social media and stuff like that. Mm. So like for me, like it's seeing... It's going to work. Well, like, I mean, yeah, seeing what F1's done like over the last couple of years to grow interest in the sport they've, d- they've started like with a good job here where if you're learning like if you're actively interested in the sport and you want to learn more yeah. about these drivers you can hit the podcast up and you can listen to it for an hour and get a lot out of it um, but obviously you have to be interested in the sport yeah the but that's place. the same as everything oh, we're yeah, just course, lucky that we bring podcasts that most of us are but interested also, in yeah. but also if you could be interested in the sport this is this could get you yeah. into it yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, if, yeah. Yeah. like I could not be. I could not. I could never be. No, yeah, no. but I um. <laughs> but it is. It is. The process is still like this. Is an A plus podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is amazing. This actually is a really surprising result. I'm really happy with that. Look, we're only going to sledge you when you bring fucking containers to the table. <laughs> Even then, Honestly, I said it was very well produced. It was yeah. just about containers. <laughs> we will point out that never we forget. fucking hate sports podcasts, but we will do our best to give our listeners, not you, an unbiased review. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Personal attack, that's why. Um, anyway, Zane. The old gods of Appalachia. No. Nope. Appalachia. 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 I'll throw an Appalachia. Appal- Appalachia. Appalachia. <laughs> uh, the old gods of Appalachia uh, is a, what the, the, the phrase was, a anthology horror podcast set in one setting different stories some based on history some not very uh very music and sound effect heavy and very moody what did you think this is super poetic like Mm. i found it uber poetic and also the guy who reads it reminded me of the guy who was the main character in the left right game like it's just the (laughs) same tone of voice and I actually when I was listening to it imagined the same person that I had imagined telling the folklore of left right game telling me the folklore of this Appalachian so that is Steve Shell. Yeah. He created this podcast and is the main voice. He's great. Yeah, he's like he is cool. engaging as hell. I, I w- I'm into this and, and I think it's really beautiful, evocative storytelling with a really beautiful use of the English language. Yes. Yep. I just, yes. yeah. The, the thing, the, the one thing that I wrote for this was that I would really love to see this produced as a stage show. I don't know why. I think it's the they, language that's being used. They, like, they so come from a theatre background. Right? Yeah, like, oh, so, yeah. And I think yeah. for, for me... It's so descriptive yes, that you yeah. can see it in your head. Mm. Yep. And that was the, the vibe I got from it because I love this. I thought it was terrific. Um, I only listened to like, I think the first maybe four or five episodes. But for me, it reminded me like kind of like a horror justified or like True Blood. Mm. Like, oh, yeah. With like, you know, everyone, like it's a bit sweaty because it's always like the humidity is at 100%, 35 degrees. But for me, the, the thing that I got out of it was that it the law is so rich it is such a yes, rich impressive. law and the amount of work that they've put into into developing this yeah. world is why i'm like oh shit i'm in because there's so much to sort of unpack over the course of what you're listening to and i think i was doing a lot of reading on their website because they've got like ex- all of the creators have an extensive background on there but also 
I think see I'm reading Steve Shell's thing. He was being called like a devil worshiper a bunch of times, which I thought was really funny oh, because he's like it's this weird connection that he's got to the work that he's producing. He, yeah, he just really likes the occult and the history of yeah. the Appalachian region. You yeah. can tell and that, that passion yeah. comes through in his voice yeah. and and how and I, I I'm not normally one for a solo narrated series. I like to mm. hear voices. I like to hear all of the things and you know a full cast a full cast. Mm. But he you just need him. That's, yeah. That's it's just I just was quite taken with it. Yeah. yeah. This is it, a if it was not a masterful performance, it would be self indulgent. Yes. But it pays off, so it's a good performance. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. This guy loves loves this shit. And yeah. I think it bleeds through when you listen to it, is that like he really does love doing this. I really want to see this as a stage show. I don't know why, other than the fact that like listening Sets to it, I was like cost a lot more money than sound I effects. Know, <laughs> I know, but I I was like, this could translate really well into something beyond a podcast. I, I would think. not be surprised if this gets picked up. I even, somewhere for something. Yeah. Even if you had like solo person narrated with little vignettes performed like see honestly when I'm listening to this (laughs) when I see this I see like spooky animation Oh yeah. yeah, like the old time animation, or yes. like shadow puppetry, or that sort of thing. Some oh, kind of yeah. oh, like like um, the storyteller style. Yeah, like yeah. you know, you've got a narrator, and then you can have the shadow puppets, or you go into performance, or you go into by the campfire sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. Yes, I'm big fan of this, and like I said, like uh, this, it's produced by Deep Nerd Media. Um, I have done a bit of a deep dive on their stuff. I'm a big fan, so you might be hearing more from Deep Nerd Media in the upcoming. Weeks. As you threatened last week. Yeah, as I threatened <laughs> last week and promised this week. this week a little less ominously. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't feel as threatened. I felt like it was just like a genuine recommendation. But yeah, that'll do us for this week. Great. Amazing. I love it when stuff will do us for this week. Yeah, God, well, we're done. You know, some, sometimes you just don't get it every week. But it's okay. um, so you can get us on our socials on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, email, castologypodcast at gmail.com. We're running a competition where if you rate us on iTunes, five stars with any comment dots was last week yeah. what other comments could there be I love these hosts they're so engaging and especially Liz she likes oh, no, cool no, no, stuff no. come on now okay. just just one name just Liz. your, your favourite podcast <gasps> your favourite oh. host <laughs> you know how like Dead Eyes where it was Dead Eyes this is going to be my Dead Eyes like yeah. all of this is going to be Liz and Zane uh, no no Zane. no I'm sorry no, no, no. it's, it's going to be you two uh, no, 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 no 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 I'm the boring dad <laughs> if your favourite is Nick Put new Patrick. <laughs> Don't you dare. That's my dead eyes. Write in with your favourite host <laughs> in the review section. Send us a screenshot via email mm. because then we can send you a $50 voucher if you win. In Australian. In Australian yes. dollars to whatever merchant you like that's legal. Whatever merchant you like that's legal. What was the one that you mentioned last week? AdamandEve.com. Don't. They haven't, they haven't given us advertising money. Oh, it's uh, true. I'm actually not even sure that they exist anymore. Yeah. Uh, they used to be a prolific podcast sponsor, and now I haven't heard from them in years. Oh, yeah. sure. So Down the toilet. we can't mention anything twice right. unless they've actually <laughs> given us money. So yeah, give us money yeah. and... Give us money. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can also visit us that's not canon.com forward slash castology. There's a form there where you can submit your recommendations to us. We will listen to it and we may recommend it. Yeah, so it can be your podcast that you are slaving away over or just a podcast that you really enjoy and think that we might also enjoy. Fuck yeah. 
Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Anyway, make sure you put, put my name in five stars. Dove into expletives at the end of the episode. <laughs> Sometimes you just go That's where I bang. live. I live in expletives. Yeah, same. And I'm going to get in trouble one day just like saying fuck inappropriately. Yeah. Usually. That doesn't matter. It's anyway, appropriate. Yeah, it is. It works in any cons- like any space. I've been Zane C. Weber here with Nick Bleeker. The host of this episode. I'm Nick Bleeker. <laughs> and Liz Best. <laughs> Keep Liz- listening to podcasts, everyone. Please. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.